0: Head to policygenius.com today. Be the first to experience Great Wolf Lodge Manteca, your drive-to destination for family fun. Bringing families together guides everything we do. It's why we created the Paw Pledge, our program focused on health and safety so you can focus on your family. Sure, there are water slides, games, and plenty of adventure, but we're here so you can connect and grow closer than ever before. Let us keep you safe while you play. Book your family getaway at the new Great Wolf Lodge Manteca. Use code California for exclusive deals at greatwolf.com. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, B. Scott, with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly.
1: This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast.
0: Eagles.
1: Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steege. Okay, everyone, welcome to another edition of Turning the Page on the All-22. Over here at the Eagles Brawl Network with me, uh, Johnny Page, flying solo once again for you today. Um, I was debating whether to do this because the tape was so, uh, what's a lovely way of putting it, rubbish. Uh, It was a horrible game to watch against Giants. I sort of often try and do like a player of the game at the end on offense and defense. And I just don't feel like anyone stood out or played very well at all. So I really can't think of anyone already. I mean, Miles Sanders maybe. But I thought I'd jump on in particular because there's a lot going around at the moment about the offense, about Doug, about the way the game is being called. Um, So I thought I'd give a little bit of my two cents on this. So I'll cover the defense really quickly. But to be honest, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. I'm going to mainly focus this one on the offense and what we are seeing, okay? So I wanted to talk about this in a bit more detail. Uh, I put a thread out yesterday on at Eagles Brawl going really in-depth. Um, on all of the Eagles third and fourth down plays from the game against the Giants and I went quite in depth about all of them and there's a few things that sort of stand out to me more than anything that I wanted to come on here and cover so let's talk about the scheme as a whole and what the Eagles are trying to run at the moment we know the Eagles brought in Rich Gangarello in the offseason and we know that they're trying to mix this idea of an under centre running game uh, linked to sort of a play action where you get Wentz on the move a lot of outside zone. You see this a lot with sort of Carl Shanahan's of the world. Um, the problem is the Eagles are not very good at this at all. They struggle under centre. They struggle to run outside of zone at the moment because they don't have the offensive guards to play it and they refuse to put Jason Pitt at a guard, um, which I'm not too sure about why. The entire under centre thing just feels forced. It doesn't feel like a natural fit for Wentz. It doesn't feel like a natural fit for Sanders. It doesn't... St- fit in with the way the Eagles run their offense in general and it's ended up with the Eagles having this bizarre sort of mesh of concepts where none of them really work there's no rhythm to their passing game Doug doesn't want to get Wentz comfortable it's difficult straight away early on in the game rather than taking what's there and trying to build up Wentz's confidence and it ends up just being a very disjointed offense that struggles at basically numerous things and doesn't really do anything well. If you look at the Eagles' offence right now and say, what do they do well? What can you hang your hat on? You say, Miles Sanders is a good running back. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey are pretty good offensive linemen. But there's not an identity to the offence. I want to go through, in particular, a couple of third down plays that I went through on my Fred yesterday. We're going to start right from the very beginning. First third down of the game. Third and one. Now, if I told you, as a normal fan, Uh, who doesn't study the game for 12 hours a day like defensive coaches do if i told you that when john Hightower's on the field with three linebackers and a six offensive lineman on third and one what do you think might be coming because i'm watching the tape and i'm going this is going to be a shot play this is this is the third and one might have been the most obvious shot play i've ever seen an nfl team run john hightower never plays unless he runs deep we're playing six offensive linemen, three tight ends, and John Hightower was out there by himself on third and one. Now, if I can see the shot play coming that easily, what are, what does the defensive coordinator think about that? Well, I can tell you what he thinks about that. He thinks shot play. Because he has a safety about 15 yards deep, even on third and one. The Eagles end up running a play that has Miles Sanders leak out of the backfield, but he's covered because the Giants play a lot of man coverage. Dallas Goddard ends up running like a deep comeback that we saw eagles ran these deep curl routes all game and they never got open and they continued to run it so Wentz can't go there and in the end he does go to Goddard but Goddard sort of drops there but it was a difficult pass he can't go there he can't go to Sanders which means you've got Hightower running a sort of post route uh, trying to catch the defense out on a shot play now the problem with that is number one it's predictable number two there was no built-in safety options in my opinion that were obvious throws it doesn't help us the first drive of the game so you're already getting Wentz sort of a little bit out of rhythm and you're running Hightower in a solo isolation route. Every time the Eagles went deep these games, uh, this game, if you look back at it, you had the Fulgham deep throw on third and long, again, predictable. The Jalen Reagan bomb on third and 15, or again, predictable. And the John Hightower here attempt at running deep. and in all three of those plays, there was never a chance at splitting a safety. You never had two deep crossing routes. You didn't put the safety in a bind. The good teams that run these shot play successfully. You have to put that safety in a bind. Maybe you run something like Dagger and you hope to get the safety to bite on the deep in so then you throw the go route over the top. Maybe you run Mills or something where you have two deep crossing routes at the same time. You're trying to put the safety in a bind. The Eagles didn't put the Giants' safety in a bind. And What makes it even worse is that the Giants play pretty safe coverage. They keep things in front of them anyway. So from a game planning point of view, I'm trying to understand because Doug's not an idiot and he's a very, very smart man and he's far smarter than me. I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and figure out what was he attempting to do? What is what is this offense aiming to do at the moment? And I really struggle to figure out the identity. In this game in particular, and again, if you want more detail, go to at Eagles Brawl and look at all of the third and fourth downs I posted. The lack of creativity on these key downs is incredible. There was one play on a third and three on the first drive when the Eagles weren't successful and it was a rub concept. Uh, The classic slot receiver sort of runs an out route but he's basically just trying to block the outside corner and then your outside receiver runs a slant. It's a very simple. Concept slant for that we we'll see it all the time against man. It's a man beater. Even they got that wrong, but at least it was a man beater. At least they were giving their receivers help and they were giving Wentz a clearly defined throw. Basically, every other third down except that one, there was no clearly defined throws. No one was open. They weren't helping their receivers get open. It was receivers running isolation routes. It was a bunch of deep curls. It was a bunch of goes. There was no crossing routes. Um, There was no examples of slant flat again. There was no screen passes. There was no getting Wentz on the run. Wentz didn't have a single snap in the first half where he rolled out. Carson Wentz didn't have a single snap in the first half where they got him on the run. This is a quarterback who is at his best when he's on the move. And basically, this game, it seemed quite obvious to me, that they told Wentz to calm it down and take what the defense gives you and don't try anything fancy. Well, that's what the offense does. That is what the offense does. And people can say Carson Wentz didn't play well. I didn't think it was his best game. He was fine. He played like a game manager. He played like an average game manager quarterback one who takes what the defence gives you and doesn't really have any athleticism because he was obviously told to keep it safe. But when you watch other teams, this guy's running free, you might miss a wide-open receiver. Go and find a play in that game where Wentz missed a wide-open receiver. You can't. It wasn't like he was reading the field wrong. It wasn't like he was looking left and he'd misread uh, the coverage and you had a wide open Jalen Rager streaming down the right hand side and all Wentz has to do is get his head around and get to a second read. The guys just weren't open. The receivers weren't open and the receivers aren't good enough. And we've been talking about that all year. Travis Fulgham has been really good and we all really like him. Jalen Rager's a rookie who, to be honest, looked like a rookie week one. Um, He's struggling with uh, his route running in general quite a lot. I think he's overthinking things too much he's not explosive off the line at the moment he also looks to me like he's slowing down looking back at the ball too early just common rookie errors that needs to be coached out of him so the receivers aren't winning in isolation Alshon Jeffrey hasn't won in isolation for about 24 months now two years so you've got to help out your receivers and instead of helping them out they target them in isolation routes they put them in negative situations and they basically make it harder for them to win. Go back to the fourth and ten on the final drive. Uh, they run two great deep curls on the left hand side of the field. Never gonna be throw never going to be a throw on. Then they have two go routes on the outside for like back shoulder phase. The problem is the way the play's designed is that they're on the far hash on the right-hand side. They're on the sort of hash marks on the right-hand side, which means if he's going to throw to Stregard Solgham on the left, that's a far hash throw. That is a hell of a throw that he's not going to be able to make. So basically, the read is Jalen Rager's one-on-one throw it to him. But Jalen Rager's one-on-one with James Bradbury. And James Bradbury's better than the Eagles receivers. So I, I, the game planning point of view is just bad it's it's poor game planning it really is there's a lack of movement a lack of movement again went to movement they don't use motion really this game at all they use motion to isolate if it's man or zone coverage I don't use motion to give someone a free release why is, aren't we seeing Jalen Rager having free releases why aren't we seeing him in motion across the formation catching uh, sort of crossing routes and letting him do stuff after the cap get the hand in his ball he can clearly run go and watch the cole shanahan offense look at what i do with brandon Ayuk. Now, I love Brandon Ayuk coming out, but I can understand why the Eagles took Jalen Rager ahead of him because Ayuk is a raw root runner. Go and look at what Cole Shanahan said about Debo Samuel, his rookie year. I wrote a whole article for Bleeding Green Nation on how um, the wide receiver position is hard to evaluate because receivers can't get off. And Cole Shanahan openly called Debo Samuel a bad root runner. He said he's not very good. He's not very good in that area. Yeah, he was brilliant as a rookie because Cole Shanahan's scheme is so, so efficient at getting receivers in space and getting them the ball. We just can't do that. We can't do that. We have a horrible situation at the moment where Doug is stuck in his ways. I don't know if he's um, particularly uh, has enough creativity in the staff at the moment. And what they do have is a number of different voices, as we've said before on this podcast. Too many cooks in the kitchen. But the worst point is, is just situation wise, they just look really poor. Their situation football is really poor. The game, plays on third down, as I keep going on about, were poor. They were based off a team, in my opinion, that have receivers that can win in isolation, and they basically thought they just beat the Giants that way. And it's not helping anyone. It's not helping your quarterback who's struggling. It's not helping your receivers who are struggling. It just doesn't help the team in general. That's sort of a little bit of my overview rant there about the Eagles offense. I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Uh, it feels bland. It feels safe. It feels like change is really, really needed.
0: Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but what happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.
1: A couple of other things to note about the offence. I mentioned the uh, receivers. The running game was fine. They had some success from uh, shotgun. I thought this game was some pinball concepts uh, that were very nice, where they used Dallas Goddard coming back and blocking defensive tackles. I thought he was very, very good in that in this game. Uh, Sanders looked explosive. For all those questioning why Sanders got so little touches... Partly because he keeps dropping the ball and he really needs to work on his hands and his concentration. And secondly, because they were losing from basically minute one. They were constantly stuck in their own 25-yard line. They were constantly losing the field position battle. And they were stuck down early on as the Giants scored on their first two possessions. So it does uh, impact your ability to run the football. They really also need to have a look at their offensive line and how they're being coached. Because they got out-schemed by the Giants big time this game. The Giants killed them on stunts. Uh, there are so many examples I could have put up if I was putting up some clips on Twitter where the Giants rushed four, yet they ended up with a free runner on a tight end or a free runner on the Mole Sanders. Um, and that shouldn't happen when you're rushing four because you've got five offensive linemen, but they were beating them pre-snap. They were using a few sensible blitzes. They were using a few creative blitzes, using their quarterback, using their linebackers. And they basically just played a lot of cover two, played a lot of cover one, played a lot of press man coverage, forced the Eagles to beat them. And the Eagles played right into their hands and they struggled. And the occasions where I thought there were guys open, like the 3rd and 15 at the end, Travis Felgen had a beautiful corner route and he's open. Wentz doesn't have time to get the ball out. Why? Because once again, they get beat by a stunt. So the offence has a long way to go. I'm, I'm not sure if this is fixable at this point I worry about the future of this team I worry about the future of Carson Wentz I still trust his talent and I think he's a very talented player but I don't think this offense is helping him at all right now I don't think the coaching staff is helping him and to be honest it looks to me like it might need a complete revamp speaking of complete revamps I want to just give a few points on the Eagles defense to be honest I not It's hard to say I care much about the defence. I think they are what they are. The offence I'm more annoyed about because they should be better. There is no way an offence with the players they've got healthy should be that bad. I'll be completely honest. I think a new defensive coordinator probably makes sense at this point. But I'm not entirely sure the Eagles defence is good enough, individual-wise. I think there's only so much you can blame on coaching. I think this game, the linebackers oh my goodness, the linebackers were bad. I think TJ Edwards, Alex Singleton were far too aggressive in the run game. And that's partly because of the way they coach is partly because they just don't have the ability to read and react. And what did they do in the off-season? They added a linebacker Davion Taylor who may be the worst linebacker I've seen in a number of years at actually reacting to what happens on the field. That guy's pure athleticism. And if that's what they're looking for, a player who can just read a play look at it and chasing down at 100 miles an hour brilliant But we know the Eagles can stop running backs. We know that their linebackers and defensive line can do that. They get killed by misdirection. Their defensive end Their defensive ends crash. The linebackers don't fit around. Rodney McLeod got beat too many times in this game with his run fits being all wrong. Outside runs kill them. They get beat to the edge too many times. They seem to just ignore quarterback and wide receivers in the running game. It's the way Swartz has done it for a while. I think his system is slightly outdated as we move forward into an era where there's a lot of mobile quarterbacks lot of read option there is a lot of wide receivers uh, utilizing sort of different concepts in the run game not just jet sweeps but being a active force in the run game if you look at the 49ers uh, they use Kittle running the Giants even have success with Evan Ingram running and these offenses at the moment, are just beating the Eagles' defense, and I feel a little bit for Schwartz. To be completely honest, I think the linebacker play is so so bad at this football team at the moment that it's very difficult for them to do a lot. And we haven't even really seen the linebackers picked apart in coverage yet, purely because of the matchups we had. But I know we've got teams like the Saints coming up, the Browns coming up. I mean, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara are going to absolutely destroy these linebackers in coverage because they really, really are not good enough. Secondary, same thing. Jaden Mills shouldn't be a starting safety. He's fine. He's an adequate player, but he's not really a net positive. Avante Maddox is a slot cornerback. Every single person in the world who's ever watched Avante Maddox knows he's a slot cornerback. And all they've done is tank two positions because they've moved Maddox from slot corner. They've got worse at slot corner because Robbie Coleman hasn't been good. And they've got worse at outside corner because Maddox isn't very good at outside corner. It's mental to me. That was their decision in the offseason. I think Darius Slay is a fine acquisition. He's a very good cornerback. I have said on the podcast many a time he will get beat he's not your elite cornerback he's not a Jalen Ramsey but he's very very good you get beat three four times a game but except for that he'll hold his own and means you can rotate safety coverage away the defense I don't really see as fixable I think they'll beat up bad offensive lines I think Graham and Cox and Jackson will eat against bad offensive lines against good offensive lines they'll struggle and I would like to see a little bit more creativity from Schwartz where he brings some more zone blitzes, he brings some different looks, because in this game it was also very stale and they were beat badly on the first few positions and by the time they got it together, the game was really out of reach because the offence never really figured it out. So overall, gents, um, a uh, disgusting performance, I was going to say disgraceful in many ways it was. This team is not very good, they're not talented enough, but you're kidding yourself if they think they are this badly talented. They had an offence out there on Sunday, that should have done better against the Giants defence, and they did, and that's a bad Giants defence, and they didn't, Um, and I think a huge, huge amount of this comes down to coaching, and that was after a bye week. So moving forward, unless Doug has a complete revamp of what they're doing, sadly, I think we're in for a very, very long season, and I think I might be repeating some of these points in future weeks. Hopefully I'm totally wrong. Hopefully the Eagles are self-scouting themselves a lot right now and they're looking at ways to get receivers open. They're looking at what they can do to help Wentz and help the offense be more creative. But at the moment, I am not uh, very optimistic. Just as I'm finishing up, I go on uh, Twitter and I see a lovely tweet by Mike Kay, uh, who casually tweets, Doug admits he could dial up more plays with Wentz moving out of the pocket. Well, yes, Doug. Uh, I think that's been obvious to everyone since the start of the year and if you're only figuring it out now it's slightly worrying about how much self-scouting this team are doing and also how they are how they are doing this self-scouting in between weeks as well. Anyway let's leave it there, a little bit of a rant this week, it was a hard game to watch, um, not the most enjoyable. I'm um, hoping the Eagles turn it around but i would be lying if I said I was optimistic. All I always say is that this team is a lot better than they showed on Sunday. And I hope that we can at least see a proper performance, not what we had to deal with. Anyway, I would highly recommend you check out my thread on uh, at Eagles Brawl with all the third downs. A nice little breakdown there. Hopefully give you a little bit of insight into why I think the offense is struggling. And if you've got any feedback, you can always let me know at Page 9 Hope you enjoyed it. And hope the Eagles are better on Sunday.
0: Greenlight is the debit card and app for kids and teens, now with investing. Investing is key to building long-term wealth. And with Greenlight, your kids can learn to invest at any age. They research stocks to buy, invest as little as $1, and you approve every trade. Track progress over time and learn about the world of investing together. Ready to invest in your kids' futures? Visit GreenlightCard.com today for your free month trial. Kmart announces the Freedom Store is closing forever. Millions of dollars in inventory must be sold. Storewide discounts up to 75% off. Every department is on sale. All fine jewelry, fashion apparel, footwear, toys, health and beauty aids, and cosmetics are now on sale in store. Everything must go. Nothing held back. Selling to the bare walls. Even store fixtures are all for sale. Shop now for best selection only at the Kmart Store in Freedom at 1702 Freedom Boulevard. It is business as usual at all other Kmart stores.